0: I want to say happy Thanksgiving weekend to all of our campuses. Good to have all of you in our newest campus, Land Lakes. I did not know that's how we made these bulletins. I thought we like used Xerox, that's amazing. They did 15,000 like that. Wow, okay, good. Hey, you know what's funny about the message I'm going to do today is something we already know. Those are some of the most difficult ones, something that is so basic uh that we know probably this is the attitude we should have but many times we don't have and it's about gratitude right we we know that we should be full of gratitude but sometimes we lose it and i want to talk about how do we get it back i want to talk about how gratitude actually can impact everything in your life it can change your today it can change you as you walk out these doors but i got to tell a story about these two guys I hadn't seen each other in a long time probably been 20 years and and one guy bumped into his friend on the street because he saw his name was Sam. Sam looked really sad. His arms were drooping. He goes, Sam, man, it's good to see you. Why are you so sad? He goes, well, you wouldn't believe what happened to me. He said, three weeks ago, my cousin died and left me $20,000. He goes, Sam, I mean, that's amazing. He goes, no, no, two weeks ago, my aunt died and left me $50,000. And he goes, "But Sam, that he goes, "No, you don't understand. A week ago, my grandmother died. Left me a quarter of a million dollars." Sam, why are you so you don't understand? This week, nothing. Man, I tell you what, what an ungrateful soul he is, right? You may think I can't believe that guy, but I wonder—I wonder how many of us fit in that category. Sometimes, right? We wouldn't want to to admit it, but uh, I, I believe sometimes we can. Ingratitude is the leprosy of the soul. It eats away on the inside and destroys our happiness. It cripples our joy, and it withers our compassion. I believe this: gratitude determines your degree of joy and contentment in your life and so I want to say that this message isn't just for Thanksgiving weekend I believe this message for every day I hope that you take this outline I put a few extra scriptures in there and you would just kind of make this a a devotion daily because uh it takes a while to develop gratitude in your life it's not just a one-time hear a message and okay no it's going to be an every day uh, building it up in you, and it will truly uh, change your life. I, I do believe that. But let's go back to looking at the root, if we can. What is the the root of an ungrateful heart? You know, there's a great story in the Bible, and 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 it's about the children of Israel. Many of us know the story. They've been in Egypt. They've been in bondage and slavery for 400 years, and then God sends Moses, and Moses miraculously delivers them from Pharaoh. You know, they part the Red Sea, you know, Charlton Heston, you know the whole deal, right? Parts the Red Sea, they go through the Red Sea, and the the Red Sea uh, uh, collapses around the enemy, so God delivers them, their enemy is destroyed, and everything's good. Now they're in the desert, and here they are in the desert, and the desert can be very cold, but at night, God has a fire at night to keep them warm. And in the daytime, God keeps a cloud over them, and he's doing this for 2 million people. I mean, here's this amazing miracle after miracle after miracle in the desert. I mean, and then God is providing for them. There's no food in the desert. It's just kind of very obviously isolated. And so every day, God sends Uber Eats from heaven. (laughs) Think about it. Manna from heaven every day. They don't work for it. They don't pay for it. They get up in the morning. It's there. They pick it up, and it's exactly what they need to meet their physical needs. So every day, manna from heaven, fire at night, cloud in the daytime. I mean, things are going great for these people, you would think. But you know what's amazing? Sometimes the things that happen every day, we kind of take for granted. And so we see in Numbers 11, we'll pick up the story here. And the rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, And I put in bold because this is our biggest issue in life. If only I had. If you want to stop gratefulness, if only I had. If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. No cost, there were slaves in Egypt. Also, the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. We're tired of this miracle. Every day it comes from heaven, but we're tired of it. Think about it. Here's the three things we learn from this story that are roots of ungratefulness in our lives. Number one, we forget where we were. Think about where you were before you knew the Lord Jesus Christ. I know where I was at. Man, I was on my ninth beer in a pub when God saved me. But we, we forget where we were and what God has done. And that's what happened. They had forgotten all the miracles, all that God had done, and they had become ungrateful. I, I think it would be a great exercise this week in your life as part of devotion to think about where you were when you met Jesus Christ. And if you haven't met him, you can meet him tonight. Today, You know, think about where were you, where, where were you and, and look back at your life, what has God done since you've met Him. If He hasn't done anything, you probably haven't met Him. Because listen, when we meet Jesus Christ, the Son of God and the power of His Holy Spirit, He does a lot in our lives. Things change. And so I look at that, for, we forget where we were and what God has done. Here's the second thing we see in this story. We fail to see the ordinary as God's blessings in our lives, right? I mean, this became ordinary. Manna from heaven every day became something so ordinary, they took it for granted. They became ungrateful. They began to complain. Manna every day. You know what's amazing? The consistency of God's blessing seems to dull our attitude, our gratitude. The consistency of God's blessing dulls our gratitude. Man, I, I wish we could have the gratitude like this guy we're going to show you. This is an amazing video. You're talking about gratefulness. This is my goal for all of us. Watch this. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm alive. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, Christine, you're here too. I love you. Honey, the power works! It's going, It goes on and off! Whatever we want! <laughs> We've got clean water! Oh,
1: that's great! Look at that! Ooh, I
0: bet I know what this does! Rain down the glorious water! Ah, <laughs> Shoes! Oh, what do we got here, guys? what not have work? This is awesome! Come on, here. The what? Jack, be careful! I have a car! Is this Did you guys see this? Yeah, you have A car! It's a car! A car. <laughs> and don't forget your coffee! on, you got to love that guy, right? Come on, everybody wants to be him, right? I mean, we do, we really, you know, it's funny, when we see people ungrateful, when we give people something, and I know we should give because we should just freely give, but when we don't feel a reciprocation maybe of gratefulness, doesn't that bother you a little bit? Doesn't it bother you when, when you go out of your way to do an act of kindness or do something really amazing for someone and you don't get the response That you think you should have. Does that bother anyone here? Anybody? Yeah, I think it does. I wonder if it bothers God. I wonder if it bothers God when he has given everything to us. And yet we seem to lack sometimes in our response to give our lives back to him. In service with our time. With our talent. With our treasure. See, now it's not fun anymore, is it? We kind of get quiet. But here's a third one that we see happening in this story. Um, So we fail to see the ordinary as God's blessing. Here's a third one. We focus on if only I, if only I had this, right? If only I had meat, okay? I mean, we can go through these. If only I was richer. For me, if only I was taller, you know, I'd be playing the NFL. I wouldn't be a pastor right now, right? That's what I would. If only I was married. And the married people are going, if only I was single. That's, that's that's you know, we, we, if only I had a, a better job. If, if only I lived over here. If only I had their kids. If only I had his wife. Right? Now, this is a joke. My wife loves me. But I can just tell you, there's something that really bothers her. I, I am not a handyman. I mean, I can't hammer and nail, I, I don't even have a toolbox. She has it and she hides it from me because I'm just I, I just, I try to fix something and I destroy it, I make it worse. And so she says to me all the time, Is he kind of joking, I think, I should have married two men, you and a handyman. That's what she says to me. <laughs> Honey, be grateful for what you have. Come on, really? Okay. She loves me, I think. No, she does. She does. So, so you know, that's, that's some of the roots of an ungrateful heart. But I want to talk about how do we develop... Uh, gratefulness in our life, a, a good perspective of being grateful. This one's not even in your notes. But the first thing I would tell you to do is go uh, visit and serve those less fortunate than you. Go serve the poor. I mean, how about this? Let's let's, let's go really big. Go on a mission trip. I'm not talking to Hawaii. I'm talking about to a third world country. Go on a mission trip where you see people live in a certain way and have very little. It it it. it changes your life. It changes your perspective on what you have. In fact, my, my prayer would be that every every and and, and I just need a f- few donors to do this. Every high school senior before they graduate, we send them on a third world mission trip. Wouldn't that be great? Just send them, man. Let's let's get them all. You're going. Why just send them. It'd be awesome. Anyway, um, but how about this one? Go, go visit the poor. Uh, serve Saturday is a great opportunity. You know, every second Saturday we go and serve in different places in our city. And there's a really cool ministry. It's pretty cool how God uses people's gifts and talents. It's called the Trinity Cafe. Many of you may have heard of it. Um, the vision, the founder, was a gourmet chef who said, You know what? I don't want to just feed the homeless, I want to feed them with dignity. And there's no charge. And so he actually puts this amazing meal, and they have waiters and waitresses, volunteers come in. They seat the homeless, and they serve them with dignity and respect. He's just using his gift and his talent, uh, the Trinity Cafe. It's amazing. That, that's what we do. Our, one of our serve Saturdays, they go and volunteer. I went a couple weeks ago. Um, and just uh, when, I, when I got there, I really didn't know what to expect because, I, I, like I said, I... I I believe the homeless need to be reached out to. It's not my, my sweet spot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, but I, but I went, and when I got there, and uh, I was a busboy. They put me. I thought they put me in charge. No, you're the bus busboy. Get your rag, wipe those tables, and uh, but we were just. Uh, it was amazing as the people walked in, at all walks of life, and there's no questions asked. They just walk in and they sit down, and they're served with dignity and respect, and just. Getting to hear some of their stories, you just get to talk to them a little bit. It's moving. It changes your perspective. You walk out of there and you know what? You realize, I don't have any problems. I, I, I really think that when you're insulated from that in your life, we've got to have a better perspective. And so I would encourage you uh, to check out uh, one of our mission trips, one of our serve Saturdays and, and, and go and, and do something like that. I really believe it can make a big impact in your life. So here's where I want to kind of, couple things that we know already, like I said, but these are good reminders and and need to be reminded every day because we can drift back into uh, some not so good stuff in our lives. So how do we develop, what are some keys to a grateful heart? Uh, The first thing I would tell you to do, this is something I've had to walk out in my own life, uh, stop comparing yourself. Stop comparing everything, your job, your car, your house. I know it's hard to, but you have to stop that because it will ruin what you, what you do have, right? So you, you can't compare with what they have or what she has, and, and it takes discipline to do that. Because when you start comparing, it's it just it's not good for you. We, we forget, again, the next point, we forget to appreciate what we do have. And I have struggled with this at times. I remember when Grace Family Church has probably been 10, 12 years ago where we still only one campus. And, and we, were, uh, we had one campus and, and really uh, four or five, I think we were in five, no, four services at a time. And, and we only have 16 acres and trying to get cars on and off this property. It was very difficult. We had every traffic expert come in and just, it was, it's, it's congestion and, uh, on the weekends, Sunday mornings particularly. And, and I was frustrated. I, I knew God was doing great things. And, and I appreciated our church. I really did. And I remember, uh, though, my frustration hit a high point. I went out to uh, Phoenix uh, when my son-in-law was playing uh, professional baseball for spring training. And I went to this church called Christ of the Valley. I said, hey, you need to go check this church out. I drive on the campus. and It's like 165 acres. And we have 16 acres. I didn't say, oh, wow, by the way. I was like... Good for you. And, and, and all of a sudden, I went from really knowing I was blessed and grateful, right, for what I had at Grace Family Church and the amazing things God was doing to looking at what someone else had. And it bothered me. And it began to blind me. And it would if I kept going that route, it would rob me of the blessing I had right where I was at. Don't let that happen to you. You have to fight against that every day. Every day. Because listen, every day you compare, there's always going to be someone just, just you know, up there, right, doing a little more or, or seem like they're, they're a little more successful or more blessed than you, right. I've said this example before, and, and if you're not in the market for, for looking at homes, don't go look because it will ruin you. you. You love your little home, but then you go to a model home. And then you go back to your shack. Isn't that what happens? You just, and so we can't, we can't compare. The Bible warns us against it. Exodus, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. How about that one? Or his male or female servant, his ox, his donkey, his BMW, his, you know, everything, right? You can't go there. That's the key to a grateful heart. Okay, here's the second one. Enjoy what you have, right? Enjoy what you have. Not what you don't have. Come on, everyone say, I'm going to enjoy what I have. Okay, and, and believe me, you have way more than you think. That's why you should go, go like I said that earlier one, go visit those that are less fortunate than you. Whether it's a third world country or a serve Saturday. You know, I, I, I say this all the time when I was a youth pastor, kids complaining about their parents. I said, at least you have parents. At least you have a mom and a dad. Right? Uh, Believe me, there's always a perspective that can help us to develop a grateful heart. Enjoy what you have. In Ecclesiastes, which is an amazing book. If you've never read the book of Ecclesiastes, strongly encourage you to go read it. It was written by King Solomon. King Solomon was the, the richest man to ever live on the face of the earth. And his whole book really is a book of wisdom. And it's a book about chasing the wind about don't chase after pleasure power possessions because it's not going to leave you in a good place so it's a great great book to read but Ecclesiastes 6.9 he says enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have that's an easy verse to read isn't it it's a much harder verse to walk out in your everyday life because if you're always looking and always comparing you're going to forget about what you do have okay so keys to a grateful heart I I know this is basic but I'm telling you this is something that we need to take and not kind of throw this we need to read this one every day and if you do this and you practice uh being grateful you'll become a more grateful person but it's something you have to practice. how many would agree that maybe we have lost the art of gratitude in America I, I believe we have man I tell you what, we need to restore that art of thanking God for our spiritual blessings, our physical blessings. How about thanking God for the United States of America? Let me tell you something, until you have been to another country, there's nothing that compares with it. Oh, we have our problems. But I have been. I just got back from India. I told you about last year. and God bless the, the Christians in India. It was the longest 16 days of my life. I said, look, they go, you coming back? No, we'll send money, but I'm not coming back. (laughs) Just crazy. Craziness out there sometimes. Things that we take for granted. Enjoy what you have. Third thing is you see, uh, learn to see God's purpose in your circumstances. Pastor Halmere did a great job last week talking about the purpose of pain. Go listen to the whole amazing message, but this is Uh, really about the Apostle Paul. What's interesting about the book of Philippians, which he wrote, he was in a Roman prison in Rome getting ready to be executed when he wrote this letter. Listen to this, to encourage believers. I want to know this guy, right? He's getting ready to be executed, and he's writing a letter inspiring uh, believers to be thankful and to be, uh, I'm like, you got to be, it's really called the book of joy. And it's written from a guy getting ready to be executed in a Roman prison. I don't know, I want what he has. Okay, you look at the perspective of that, boy. And here's what he says. He he understands his purpose for where he is at. And maybe you're in a very difficult circumstance. I doubt if it's as bad as his. I doubt if you're getting ready to be executed. You might be getting ready to go to jail. I don't know your situation. But here's what Paul says, and I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. Now, not everything that happened was good. He said everything that happened here has helped to spread the good news. He saw the big picture. He saw God's perspective in his situation. Sometimes we got to get out of our own pity party to look bigger and say, what is God trying to do in this situation? For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. So here's Paul. He could probably complain about a lot. Like, why is this happening to me? Jesus, I love you and now I'm being executed. He could have gone through that whole thing. But he goes, no, I'm here for a reason. I see God's purpose. I'm able to witness to the palace guard. I'm inspiring believers to be more bold and confident. Man, I am so glad I'm here. This is the whole book of Philippians. So that's what we have to see. Do we see in our circumstance, can we find the perspective, the purpose God has for us? Because when you do, it changes everything for you. You can really begin to be grateful in that situation. Here's the last one, acknowledge God is the source of all gifts and blessings. Again, real simple, right? All gifts and blessings. I know it's your hard work and you made the deal and you made the sale and you're the one networking, but let me tell you something, God is the source of it all. God is a master networker, he's the one that arranges it, he's the one that puts it together, and he's the one that gave you the brains, the, the creativity, the ingenuity that you have. All gifts, all blessings come from God, period. Period. I'm just telling you. When you can believe that, when you can believe that, it changes several things about your life. First of all, it will change your generosity level. I can tell you this. When people are grateful, they're more generous. When people are ungrateful, they're not generous because they think it's all about them and not God. I'm not even in the finance series yet. That's coming in February. But this is so tied together. Generosity and gratefulness are like twin sisters. They're tied together. If you struggle with generosity, deep down you struggle with God owns it all. And he's only loaned it to me. And I hope I can be a good steward of what he's given me. So we see that he's the source of all gifts. In fact, King David is recorded in 1 Chronicles 29, the largest offering. I'm only giving you one of the verses. Largest offering ever recorded in the Bible. It was in the the hundreds of millions of dollars in today's dollars. And David's response to the amazing offering he gave and the others was this. But who am I? And who are my people? That we could give anything to you. Everything we have, here's his perspective. Everything we have has come from, come on, everyone say it. You. Everything. And we give you only what you first gave us. That is an attitude of gratitude. That is an attitude of of gratefulness that, that David demonstrates to us. And then one of the verses we all struggle with, because I think we've read it the wrong way. It's in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Now, think about this verse if, when you read it. It says this, be thankful in all circumstances. All? Oh? That's hard. But here's, we need to read it differently. He didn't say be thankful uh, for all circumstances, in all circumstances. I'll explain that in a minute. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Here's what I realize. The only way that I can do First Thessalonians 5.18 for me is I have to realize that I thank God by faith and not by feelings. Because sometimes what I'm going through, I don't feel thankful and I don't want to thank God when bad things might be happening. But you know what? I don't have to thank him in that. I can thank God by faith and not by feeling. See, we are told in the Bible, here's what we're told. We are told not to feel thankful. Hear this. You may want to write this one down. We are told not to feel thankful, but to be thankful. Big difference. Big difference. Cuz you know why I can be thankful? I know God and His sovereignty and His power and His provision. I know God in Romans 8:28. This says to me that for those who love God and are called according to His purpose, I'll work all things for good. That's what He says. I'll work all these things out for good. See, I can believe that now. I can say, God, by faith, I can thank You for everything. Even though I don't see something good at this moment, I'm going to be thankful in all things because of what You've done for me. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. Gratitude is. Now, here's what I love to do. Here's what I love to do. We're going to practice. We're going to practice expressing gratitude right now. Because the Bible says in James, what good is it to be a hearer of the word and not a doer? You know what he says? Big deal. How many times, and and I'm not trying to be mean, how many times do we walk out after hearing a message that Pastor Matt or myself or something and, and, and we don't do it? Listen, you're only blessed when you do God's word. Hearing it is one thing. Doing it is where the blessing comes. And so I want us to practice uh, gratitude. So how do we express gratitude? We do it many ways. You do it with your words. You do it with gifts, tangible gifts, and you do it with actions. Okay, so we can practice some of these. So go ahead and get out your phone if you like, or if you got a pen, you can use the front of this. Go, get your phone out. We're going to do something real quick. Come on, all of our campuses, get your phone out. Let's look at it real quick. So what I'd like you to do is immediately think of someone you are really, really grateful for. Now, if they're next to you, you don't have to text them, you can just talk to them, right? And you can just, just say, you know, now listen, if you're 15 years old and you're getting ready to say nice, something nice to your parent right now, make sure they're sitting down, okay? I just don't want to faint or anything. But, but I, I really, if they're next to you, what is one thing you're grateful for? And tell them. Or, or maybe they're not here and you want to text right now, just text. Hey, I'm 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 in a service right now, and I and I realize that I have taken you for granted. And here's where I'm I'm grateful for, and text them right now. Or maybe you don't have someone to text, maybe you need to text yourself as a reminder for the things that you're grateful for. Go ahead and, and, and text yourself right now and think of three or four things maybe very basic things that you've really taken for granted and say, God, I am thankful for, and just, what are they? Right? Take your time and do that. We express gratefulness, thankfulness, gratitude through words, through gifts, and through actions. Encourage you to do that. Maybe this will be the first time ever in the history of Grace Family Church that 100% of us do something from the Word together. Really, do it. Take your time. So if you have nothing to be thankful for, please come up for prayer. (laughs) You know? I'll read one more verse to you. In Psalms 92, and I'm not reading all of them, but I'll read this one. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. It's good to give thanks to the Lord. To sing praises to the Most High. And you don't have to sing them in the right key, by the way. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, in your faithfulness, In the evening. Sounds like an all day thing, doesn't it? I don't think you can ever go wrong, people, by developing a grateful heart and always having gratefulness on your lips towards God and and thanking Him for the simple things in life, but also thanking and being grateful to the people around you. It could change your marriage, it could change your relationship with your son or your parents by just beginning to express and develop gratitude in your lives. Let's go ahead and pray on all of our campuses. Campus pastors, come on up and pray for your people.